Welcome back to another episode of It's Go Time. ஒரு Well, it is the unless, case if you don't. Unless it is the people of the prophets. Yes. That, uh, like the disciples, like yeah. the uh, so followers. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَالَّذِينَ هُدَى وَالنَّصَارَى وَالنَّصَارِي So all the good. وَالْأَمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلَهُمْ أَجْرُمْ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Translate. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who believe. وَالَّذِينَ هُدَى Jews. وَالنَّصَارَى The Christians. وَالنَّصَارَى The Christians. But the, the Sabians Oh okay They believe in Allah And the day of judgment Yes And they do good And they will end up in For paradise. them the reward is with Allah And they have no fear And no uh, sadness Because it's, it's the people that followed the, Their prophet <coughs> Correct At their time So they obviously They're still get, they're getting the reward For what they, whatever right. they did Right It's different Different times so They all believe in heaven and hell So all of us are either going to heaven Or we're going to hell That's what someone's argument against uh, being atheist was. It was like, would you rather live your life thinking that when you die, you're going to go in the ground or just take that little change in your life that if I do die, so maybe there's a heaven or hell. Because like, what do you lose? What do you like, lose? Exactly. Is, what do you lose? My life is better than that. You know what correct. I'm saying? Yeah, what do you lose? Right? Let's say, is, I know I'm not wrong, but let's say I was. Correct. What's my life is still better than atheist. Correct. In this world. You're still living with some yeah. principles. No, because I think that spirituality <coughs> gives you some sort of faith and hope. Yeah. It 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 keeps you grounded and and keeps yeah. you gives you well, even the life. guidelines and stuff they're not bad for you they're good for you. Correct. It right. helps you lead a better life. That's I, I always I always think about that I was like yeah. wait, you know, what do you have to lose? Exactly. Whatever faith you cho- choose, what do you have to lose? Exactly. It's something that gives you some food for thought. Good insights. Start on today's episode. <coughs> let's let's click in. It's very random. So our, our podcast lately use of I mean, very random. So we just have a discussion. We don't have an official intro. We do the intro at the end, actually. We just... Yeah, I, I was watching Frankie's. We and just chat. We just throw it in there at the end, like in the beginning, like a little cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll just fun, cut yeah. it and then roll into it. I was just hoping you guys would have something to talk to me about because I didn't know. No, we want to grill you today. Bro. I we will do it, man. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Today's episode, we have our beautiful brother, Yusuf Khan. Yusuf Ahmed Khan. Yusuf Ahmed Khan. To be precise. Can we call you Yak? Call me whatever you like, man. Yeah, Yak okay. works. It's a pleasure to be here. Alhamdulillah. Thank really you excited. for coming. Love you guys. Love so you love too, you too, love too bro. bro. Love you too, bro. Uh, born and raised in Dallas? Born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Mm. How was that? How was that living, being born here, living here? I mean, I'm, I'm here only 11 years. I mean, how has it been? I mean, we've seen so much transition in the last 10 years. Yeah. How I mean, has it been? You know, I can speak from a community perspective, but also from traffic and... <laughs> business perspective like uh, I know even housing right like um, when I was first born we were in Richardson which is here this area right and this area was considered like new and everything was clean everything was and there was barely any housing here right we lived 10 minutes down the road you know um, and now it feels like this is like 
the forgotten place because everybody's moved on so fast. You know, like how many cities like Plano, Frisco, Wiley, Murphy, Allen, McKinney, and it just keeps going north and north and west and west. And um, with that came traffic. With that came (laughs) a lot of like, you know, businesses and food options. And I'm sure you guys have seen all kinds of real estate opportunities and things of that nature. Um, And from like a community perspective, of course, I mean, we're only getting way bigger, you know. Back in the day, it was just this mosque right down the road. INT, right? yeah. Yeah, INT. And then, you know, East Plano, Epic. It's so big now. It's like the biggest one here. Back then, <clears throat> it was probably just a trailer. Actually, my best friend's backyard. That's where it started. Oh, in his garage really? in the backyard. Yeah, my friend Taha. Shout out to my friend Taha Aziz. So <clears throat> there was a community of brothers that came from California. Okay, okay. I like that, you know, northwest, you know, California area. And they... um came down here and they're the ones that moved into the East Plano area and they're like the initial pioneers. Okay. You know, they came up with that. Yeah. I learned something. Yeah. I did not know that. So, But now it's like the, Dallas, like the epicenter for how the how community in the US. Everyone's moving here now. For the, for, from an Islamic perspective and yeah. from a everything, business. Business too, right? Opportunity wise. It is, yeah. I mean, um, Yusuf, how did your family first end up here? How did you choose Dallas? How did your parents choose Dallas? How did that come about? That's a good question. So my mom, she lived in New York for most of her like childhood. Like she, okay. she was six months old, a baby, when they came from India. Sure. Wow. And my dad, <clears throat> he came in high school to Florida. He went to a boarding oh. school in Florida called Florida Air Academy. Okay. Mm. So that's where he did his high school. Okay. And obviously his family was still in Indian overseas, right? So he did his high school there. He ended up going to like FSU. And then he transferred over to OU. Okay. And then he did his master's at UT Arlington. Okay. And then, you know, I'm not sure the logistics after that, but he did end up in Dallas. So that's how he did Richardson. School is what brought him here originally. Yeah, yeah, education and stuff. And, um, you know, the way things work back then, like families that know families, that's how he got married, right? So my dad, his grand, like my grandparents knew their family through other people. And, Uh you know, my parents met in New York. And when everything worked down, then my dad brought her down here. And uh, then I, you know, <laughs> came into the picture, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> there we are. Born and raised here, man. Um, the hospital off of Coit. I think now it's a medical city. Plano. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you are going to put a statue of you outside there. <laughs> <laughs> Yusuf Khan. That's where we started, man. <laughs> That's where we started, man. So Yusuf schooling and so on, where did you go? Yeah, so I, I mean I went to Brighter Horizons for most yeah. of my school, private school. But I went to I went to uh Plano schools for like middle school. Okay. And then high school you then went I to went back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So went how back. was how was uh, the private Islamic school experience? Yeah. So it's interesting. Okay. And I'll give you like a couple of things that I first noticed. I remember like very vividly when I came back. Um, one of the first things I noticed is like, man, their English is not that great. <laughs> uh, and you know, majority of the teachers, their first language wasn't English. Correct. Yeah. And I remember yeah, like yeah. telling myself, like, man, I'm never going to speak like these guys, but I failed. I failed. I started talking like them very quickly <laughs> and, and like the, the things that they would say, like, please no, like close the lights, like these kinds of, you know, small things, close the lights, close the and lights. You pick up on it and you start saying, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're just like, man, like I used to be proud of my English. But uh, it went, you know, downhill pretty quickly. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's one thing. And then other stuff, like, it's a, it's a separate world. Like, the world doesn't work the way it does at BHA, you know? Specifically at BHA. Specifically at BHA. <laughs> I can't speak for other private schools. Okay, okay. I imagine it's a different world for all of them. 
Yeah. Do you, do you feel like those middle school years in public school helped you? Certainly. Okay. 100%. 100%. Yeah, we always have that discussion about Yeah. Like, you know, and I mean I I mean I got nothing bad to say about like people that go to BHA. But like I know at least I can speak amongst my classmates when we went to college and stuff, I was one of the more outgoing like willing to speak to other people. You know what yeah. I mean? Um and I noticed that like a lot of the, the kids that went to the private school, they tend to stick together. Yeah, because you're exposed to different, uh, with not just different faiths, different people, different ideas, different everything. Yeah, but it's a it's a, it's a different different it, world. It, it it opens your mind out. So I'm I'm an alumni from a private school, went to a private school, my high school, and and <coughs> in in SA, it was an elitist Islamic private school. Mm. So the cliques were even stronger, where they will not associate with outside people. Where it becomes kind of a preppy, very yeah. It's like you, the other schools. It's like it's like gangish kind of yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, situation, yeah, yeah. you know. <clears throat> and and you look down upon those those people. And oh, I think I think in my case, if I didn't move out of that environment, and and my dad sent me away, and I, I was lived in London for a while, and so on. If I didn't do all of that, I would not be able to be here right now. And and mm. uh, I would be a completely different person yeah. because if you look at the friends and my clique from school that time, they're all spinning basically on the same spot. Yeah, you still keep they, up with them, huh? No, I don't. Oh, okay. At all. Yeah, it's uh, and it's better that way. It's uh -huh. uh, because you lose what you had in common because oh, now see. I'm a completely different person to them and those that are still in the same city still have the same clique. Have not broadened the horizon. So when you get stuck yeah. in the cycle versus the one that breaks out of the yeah. cycle, right? So it's yeah, no doubt. And I think having that perspective from public school, going into BHA, like going back to private school, I was like, man, this is not how the world works. And the th the things people prioritize or the way they speak to each other and stuff, I was like, I'm not going to play this game because it's not going to help me, mm -hmm. right? And it didn't have a negative effect on me. Like I wasn't as motivated in school, you know? Okay. Um, I did good. Like I, I was, you know, <coughs> fortunate enough that I didn't have to study too hard or anything like that. And I do okay, mm -hmm. but I could have done a lot better. Like especially in like my earlier years in high school, I kind of messed around a little bit too much, just because <laughs> I couldn't take the school seriously. And I don't want to blame the school, right? Like they did a lot for me, and I had a lot of teachers that I love, right? But this was like my fault that I didn't take it seriously, and my exposure to how the rest of the world is may have been, you know, um, a reason why I thought that way. And obviously, I'm very grateful for who I became, and I have no regrets. But uh, it's definitely, like you are saying, like it's a different world, you know? <laughs> and it's crazy because they're just right down the street from everybody else, you know? It's not like, like I imagine your 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 school what had its own, like, almost compound. That's the way I would imagine it is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty much a school, similar to BHA, the way it BHA is. is laid out and so on. But, um, I mean, it's it's also not part of the affluent community so the demographic that went to the school for example uh, where i went um they never lived there the uh, affluent area they came from the affluent I areas to go there somehow i don't know why they placed the school in the least affluent where really? private islamic school should not have been oh, man. and it, it just never made sense why they put it there because it's the, the people around it never catered for the people around at all 
Yeah, yeah. It's just not so, for them. So it was very weird. I think I think one old man just ended up with a piece of land and they decided to bust a school there. I think. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Break ground. <laughs> Honestly, that's how it was. But <clears throat> I mean, it's different from 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 short country to country, from place to place. Yeah. Uh, you've experienced uh, a South African teacher at BHA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, family Mr. friend yeah, of Masaria <laughs> and and Uncle Ayub. <laughs> and I'm sure they spoke English because English is yeah, yeah, yeah no. is their uh, first language. But I'm sure the teaching methods must have been completely oh. different to the other teachers. <coughs> so my I was in her class. So there were three like math classes, and I was fortunate enough to be in the highest level. My mom's a math teacher, so I had to be anyway, right? <laughs> um, but uh, she would teach that class, and the, the class down the hall, like my you know from the same grade, they used to say every morning they could hear her ye- yelling at me <laughs> down the hall. Yeah, what's up? But she was amazing, you know. She's, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I have a lot of love for her, and uh, you know, appreciate all she did for me for sure. No, no. We uh, one thing I'll tell you: as much as I never liked the private schools, now looking back in, yeah, at the time, school was was something. But looking back in right now, um, one thing was the South African teachers were pretty good that we had. Yeah, they're strict. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah they know yeah, they have a standard. Straight up, they're strict, and, and yeah. they have a standard. But our public school systems are terrible. Really, in, in South yeah. Africa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the best. Yeah, yeah they're very, like, a lot of people don't go to the public schools there because the system's just not that great. Mm. Mm. So it's Why don't you, Muhammad, you went to public school for... I was uh, all through pretty much... You went much to East, all, right? I went to Plano East <coughs> my senior year. The only time I ever went to what would be, like, private school is when I lived in Dubai. That, I didn't really have a choice. That's, mm-hmm. like, the only yeah, option yeah. there. Like, American schools. <laughs> we actually American went to visit there. you recently. Yes, I drove past it recently. <laughs> yeah. Still there. I can confirm <laughs> the school is still there. <laughs> uh, but I did I did uh, public school my whole life. Over yeah? here. Yeah. Yeah. In Houston, uh, elementary, middle school, high school. Everything. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. How was that like? It was good. I feel like uh, I feel like times are very different now than when yeah. it was when, when we were growing up. And... <coughs> um, uh, what was good was uh, somehow the Muslim kids always found them s- found mm-hmm. each other, so we had that that little community. Like we started off MSAs, we do Juma in school nice, and things like that. Man. But it's being exposed to everybody else, and then like you know being able to um, uh, like show uh, like like uh, practice your faith openly. Other people ask questions and That's kind of things like that. So it was it was really nice. Uh, I never had any issues in public school. I enjoyed it. So like I identity was an issue, like the Muslim identity. You know, like everybody talks like that. So it seems to be like an I issue. Never, I never had an issue with that. Um, again, that's my personal experiences. Yeah, but again, Muhammad at that time with no beard looked like a small white boy. Freckles and freckles and ginger hair. And even after like, I, mean, I still remember I was in fourth grade when like nine eleven happened, and like. Though I still remember that day so distinctly, because a lot of people came to school and like took the kids out of school that day, like as far as like to just yeah, went yeah, home yeah. because of what was happening. Um, <coughs> but alhamdulillah for me, I never never had any no issues, no issues. It was always good, and and for a while in school, like my dad used to pick me up on Fridays to go for Juma nice. when I was in like middle school. Yeah, uh, it, was like, it was like me and a couple other kids uh, would would uh, jump for Juma, so we'd miss some of our like a portion of some classes. But we always had we had a note and whatever to go in. But like the teachers were always understanding. The cl- my classmates were all understanding about Very it. Nice. No one was like, oh, you know, where are you going? What are you doing? This is what like I told them, and then it was like just cool accepted. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like man. a thing. Um, yeah, it was it was I, I never had any issues. 
But again, I know I've heard of other people that have had problems and and different situations. But just speaking to my my That's exposure, yeah. On the opposite good. end of the spectrum, we got Frank. <laughs> Frank, <laughs> Frank, Frank also went to school in Dallas, born and bred Dallas. Yeah, Islamic school. Islamic school. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, I went to Dallas ISD my whole life. No way, it's yeah. ISD proper, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you in a rough neighborhood, right? I was in a rough neighborhood. Yeah. I um, I I went to Skyline. Okay. Graduated from Skyline. Wow. Um, I never really fit in into the that little niche over there. So all my friends were always from outside of Dallas. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had a friend who went to St. Mark's, and oh, that too. My high school, I I was around like that. And um, but also I had my friends and from school, but I never really hung out outside of school. Right. And then um, I wanted to be an architect, so I did architecture at Skyline, and I became real cool with the teachers. And uh, Mr. Cox, to this day, I still see him. That's amazing. He's been like the person who took mm-hmm. me out of my mindset of being in that same little area, and um, he got yeah. me a job. Wow, is it the, tough for kids to, like like to like to find that? It's hard. That it's area. hard. Yeah, it's hard to find like for people like me, Mexican, you know, from from that side of town, mm. to get somebody to uh, tell you to be outside of the box. And he, like I said, he got me a uh, summer job with architecture firms and stuff like that. That's amazing. And so that helped me see what uptown was. What you know, we we're, our office was off of Knox Henderson. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. So go. I got to see That's a lot of stuff. in a different side yeah. of it. Yeah. And uh, I remember riding the bus in the mornings, and then it was totally switched once you get to Knox Henderson. It's a whole different vibe there. <laughs> <laughs> it was 6 in the morning, dark, and, and then by the time I got there, it was like 8.30 or something. And uh, it was fun. And so, yeah, I, I I did go to the rough. I did go to school in the rough areas. But it helped me in the long run being able to. You know what the difference you is. Yeah. street smart as well. Yeah, yeah. I became street smart. Um, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, I'm able to fit in in different crowds. Ah, uh, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, That's so. huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in a room full of my friends, my family, my Muslim brothers. Yeah, there you go. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's helped me, you know, being able to fit in every area that, I, you know, in college, I was in a white frat. No you way. Know? <laughs> 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 he was a white boy in college. Yeah, no <laughs> white boy in college. Abercrombie, yeah. everything, you know. Abercrombie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I was I've been able to blend myself just like most been able to blend into every, you know, I mean, and I'm in I feel like that's the the being in public school you learn yeah. some of that because right? you yeah. have to fit in, right? Yeah, yeah. Can't, you can't just, I mean, you can, but then you're gonna be alone all the time. Yeah. So you gotta learn to blend in with everybody. Yeah, yeah, be cool with everybody. And yeah, I mean, the community I grew in was uh, majority black, yeah. black and Mexican. <clears throat> we had one white boy all the time. <laughs> he was the outlier. <laughs> He spoke with Hispanic or black. <laughs> yeah. A mix, but mostly black. Yeah. yeah. And um, I still see him when I go visit my mom. Yeah. He 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 uh, ended up taking over his parents' house. Oh, and okay. he, you know, oh, I'll nice. say I'll go talk to him for a bit. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I come in the blend. It's like a mix of everybody. You know, you came from BHA. You came from South Africa. You know, you're able to blend in with with a little bit of everything. That's really cool, yeah. man. And would you say like, Mister Mister Cox yeah, giving Mr. you Cox. that opportunity yeah. as well allowed you to, like, <clears throat> that was the exposure that you needed to see what yeah. the real world was like. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That was that lift up yeah. into the 
you know the rest of the world yeah and to this day i still talk to him I still you go back to skyline all the time right yeah you judge the architecture yeah yeah they reach out to me and i go judge their architecture projects and stuff like wow. that wow so come into the yeah. students and yeah. so on that's yeah. good that's man. amazing that's, that's so. good stuff so it's just someone <coughs> you know one that one kid just takes one person yeah. man yeah that's the power of a teacher Yeah. It's amazing. Correct. Yusuf, now to segue, you do a lot of mentoring and, and teaching of kids and so on. First, first, tell us university, what you studied and, and what made yeah, you yeah. choose it. I field. mean, I went to UT Dallas, right? Right down the road. Yeah. Um, shout I out. Yeah, shout UTD. out. Alumni. There you go, man. There you go. <laughs> go Comets. <laughs> oh, they have a whoosh. Yeah, whoosh. <laughs> It's like Frankie. Oh, they have a sports team. They have a chess team, okay. They have a chess team. We, we got the Grandmasters in yeah, chess. chess yeah, the chess team. They have a pep rally and for the chess team. And now I think they got like an e-game, e e-sport team now, yeah, like a video yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's a different world, but um, yeah, I did the software engineering over there. Um, graduated 2018. With a bachelor's in software engineering. 2018? Yeah, I know. It feels like it's... Yeah, I can't believe it's been like five years. I can't believe it. What was I doing in 2018? <laughs> it's crazy, man. But, uh, yeah, well, you know. Any specific reason why you chose software engineering? So, <laughs> when I was really young, every, every guy like wants to do sports and stuff, right? And then, <clears throat> like for me, when I was in... Earlier in high school, like maybe ninth grade or so, you're still young, you still... Refusing to grow up. <laughs> and um, I was like, man, like, I want to do sports, like football and stuff. And this little Indian guy, like, wants to play <laughs> football, you know? <laughs> you know, so I was eating eating all kinds of foods and working out, like, two, three times, all this stuff, right? <laughs> and I'm at a private school, doesn't even have a football team. Like, ah, I don't care, man. You know, that's how, that's how it was, refusing to grow up. And then, like, one day my kidneys actually gave out pretty bad. Oh, wow. Because I wasn't drinking enough water and I was eating a ton oh, of protein and, you know, working yeah, out, yeah, like, yeah. the... Muscle breakdown, your kidneys got to filter it. Correct. So I got pretty sick. Um, there's this thing called creatinine. Okay. Uh, not creatine, but creatinine. It's what you, it kind of comes out, comes out in your urine. And it was really high in my blood, so it made me nauseous. Oh. And I got really sick. I was throwing up for like two, three, uh, you know, like a month. I was throwing up, and after that, I couldn't eat proper. I lost about 30 pounds over the summer. And, you know, even like from, a, you know, religious, like Ramadan, like I still have days I have to make up because my stomach wasn't perfect for a while. Whoa. But after that, I was like, okay, like, I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> that we get, we're letting that go. That's like, God's like, all right, listen, you're not doing this. I was like, all right, fair enough. So he's like, man, what am I going to do with myself, right? That's the toughest And, you know, like, question. I'm very thankful, like, school was never a problem for me, right? Like, that's one thing I'm very grateful about. Like, I, you know, I can rely on my mind. Um, And so, like, in high school and stuff, like, I was just doing as well as I could, you know, and still, you know, staying healthy and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, but. I know one day in like 11th grade, I was like, man, what am I going to do? And my, my uncle, he, he had his own coding business. Like he has a software company. He's got people overseas that he has work, right? Um, he starts like, he's a serial entrepreneur, starts like new companies in tech, in the tech world all the time. And when I was in middle school, my parents went to Hudge, um, you know, pilgrimage. And they left me there at his house in Maryland. Okay. And they encouraged me to code and stuff. So I did a little bit, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Um, but in 11th grade, I remember I was sitting there in class. It was like government class, and I was like kind of bored. And they gave us laptops to work on. So I, I just went up like to a website I knew where you can learn coding, started messing around. And I was like, you know what? I can see myself doing this. Like, hmm. you know, uh, I, I used to like Legos as a kid, and I saw code as like lines that are like Lego bricks, like lines of logic, like Lego bricks. And at the end, you build something really cool. 
So I was like, okay, you know what? I got to make a decision. Let's just do this. And that's kind yeah, of that's that's impressive. That's kind of it. That's like awesome, 11th grade, I was like, yeah, this is what I'll do. <coughs> you know, um, and I just stuck with it. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Man. Nice. Yeah, that was. Uh, and then you became an entrepreneur. We kind of sort of. It's it's a work in progress, I guess you could say. Um, cozy cloud. Cozy cloud technologies. Yeah. Um, all your kind of cloud stuff, um, specifically AWS stuff, right? Um, hey, uh, you know, a lot of companies nowadays are migrating to the cloud for their tech solutions. It's easier to manage. It can be cheaper. It's more efficient. You can move quickly. Things of that nature. So I've I've worked majority of my career in cloud and cloud security. Okay. You know, for larger and smaller companies like uh, Cisco, J.P. Morgan, Amazon, them AWS for a while. Um, and I saw a few things. Uh, first of all, I realized that a lot of people don't really know too much. Um, and if you just know a thing or two, you can get pretty far by talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. That was number one. Number two, I was like, I got to a point where I was pretty confident in my ability to understand the cloud and how to do it and how to like, even if I don't know something, I know I can figure it out in the cloud pretty quickly, quicker than, than anybody that might need help with it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, let's see if there's something here. Um, and <clears throat> my second job, so I was at Cisco for a year out of college, and then I moved to J.P. Morgan as a cloud security like software engineer. And my director there was super supportive about, you know, if you want to take, you know, take that on, then try it. Okay. Um, and he connected me with people that had their own business, and it was just an idea nice. at the time. Mm-hmm. It didn't become real until um, like maybe two, three years ago. Um, I had that chance. You guys know about the whole COVID EMT yes, endeavor, yeah, yeah. right? So I had a chance to contract myself out. And I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. Um, you know, start the little LLC, Cozy Cloud Technologies. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, worked a little while through that LLC picking up little contracts here and there. I know I'm really grateful you guys gave me an opportunity to help out here as well. Yeah, right. welcome, of course, man. Man. Thank yeah. you for helping us. No, no, it's my pleasure, man. I hope I hope you guys still use it. I hope it still works. <laughs> but uh you know, stuff like that, like small things like and even now like I'm still I'm still working, but I, I I use it to pick up small opportunities here and there and like small little actions here and there to kind of build it forward. So like I also did like a class, like a training class through it. Right. And now that you have the curriculum, if anybody ever needs AWS training, like I can train them pretty quickly on it. You know, so these kinds of small things like the way I see it, like if eventually one day opportunities come out or I have the the willingness to put the energy into it. Yeah. I built enough foundations now where I can actually kind of plot my way forward. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I mean, like if if the big companies can do it and I was the guy doing it for those big companies for all the other companies out there. Mm-hmm. Why do I have to do it through Amazon? I was a consultant for Amazon. Why can't I Correct. just do it through myself? Correct. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, like, the big Fortune 50 on the other end of yeah, those yeah, contracts, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. All these small business, like, even a dentist's office needs tech solutions, right? 100%. Everybody needs. So Especially I was like, in this day and age, right? Exactly. Everybody needs. You know? So I was like, man, like, why not just... real estate office. We need it. Yeah, yeah. yeah all there these you companies go. need it. Yeah, everybody, everybody I mean, needs you guys it. had a pretty solid use case yourselves, right? So... I was like, why not just set it up and uh, see where it goes and take on opportunities where I can. And, you know, like right now, I'm partnered with um, a distributor of AWS, meaning they're a huge company that works with AWS and they make money by getting more people to use AWS. AWS. Mm. Okay, okay. okay. 
And so they hire like minion companies, including Cozy Cloud. Like I'm a partner with them. And they're like, look, we're going to give you leads. We're going to give you all this stuff. Just try to lock them in. So now like this is a new mindset and it's like a, a shift in, in, in ideology for me because I've always been technical and coming up with solutions and stuff. Now it's like, like the sales. actual sales pipeline. <laughs> and I hate this stuff like cold calling and figuring out like email scripting and leads. And I was like, man, this is a whole nother world. The joys of entrepreneurship. Sales. sales. <laughs> but it's, it's so exciting to me because I'm like, this is a whole new mindset. Yeah. That if you're able to master this, the benefits in, in, in that side of the world is also amazing, you know? Correct. So it's like a new endeavor. But like, I feel like if you're able to, if you're able to figure out one thing, you just need to shift your mindset a little bit and you should be able to figure out other problems that are in a different realm. And then as you scale, now you would have you have experience on the technical side, you have experience on the sales side, the back end stuff. Right. Everything. That's the so goal. You, you, you expose know? on you you get That's the, the, the goal. The larger the problem exposure. you solve, the more you'll get paid. No doubt. I believe that. Remember that. Yeah. Appreciate that. You are paid this Elon Musk Elon Musk said this. That you are paid in accordance to the problems you solve. The complexity of the problems you solve. So imagine a person like him. He's trying to put people into Mars, right? Right. That's there a big problem. Imagine <laughs> how much you get paid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well said, man. Yeah. It's a bit sad because there's so many problems on Earth. Instead <laughs> of trying to send <laughs> 10 people to Mars, let's solve Earth issues first. So Maybe that is problem. the solution. Maybe yeah, we all just go, go, go to Mars. Mars. <laughs> go to Mars, man. <laughs> Too many problems. Yeah, else. Start, we'll start all over, man. <laughs> Bring some problems to Mars. Yeah, exactly. They look bored. You, Yusuf, you are very involved within the community itself, the community space. I mean, uh, teaching kids, uh, mentoring kids. Now you're on the board of Alan Masjid Shura. Uh, tell us how how you started getting integrated into society like this. What made you do this? What What's your motivating factor behind all of this yeah, good no work doubt. you've done? Yeah, No doubt. So when I was younger, like my, my mom and my dad have been active. So my dad mm -hmm. was the emir for ICNA. Like he was the head for ICNA when I was a little kid. Okay. And my mom right now, she's the head for ICNA Women, ICNA Sisters for Dallas. Like she's, I don't know, some kind of lead position there. So I've always been like growing up in this active environment. And I have to say, like, just a side note that I'm so glad my parents were like this because the people I met, they represented what Islam really was to me. Mm. Like if my only exposure was what I saw at, at, at private school and stuff, I don't know how I'd feel about the religion, to be honest. Okay. But okay. growing up, I saw good people that mm. were doing good things. And, like, even the way they acted, you know, interact with other people, like, character is such a huge, it's a universal language. Correct. Right? It is, yeah. Correct. So, growing up and seeing that, that's how I knew what really, like, a Muslim is supposed to be like. Um, <clears throat> so, I knew that part of that is also giving back, right? Because, look, like, as a, at, when I was younger, I used to think, like, man, like, I got it better than a lot of people. I'm very grateful. Like, family, no problems, right? Like, my only problems growing up was, like, making sure I got good grades. Like, how many people can say that? Correct. Mm -hmm. You know? You, you know, there's always food on the table. Like, all this stuff. I'm very fortunate, right? You know, I, I like to say that nobody's more blessed than I am, and I believe everybody should feel that way, right? But that means that, like, it's going to be that much harder for me to stand in front of God when the time comes, you know, with everything that I've been given. So now it's like, man, the clock is ticking. I got to prove myself, right? Because we see what's going on overseas too, right? Like, those people even after all they're facing, like you see how strong they stand. Yes, how am I even going to come even anywhere near that person? You know? So that's kind of a motivating factor for me. It's like, this is, 
I've been giving so much now, like I got to do something with it at least. Right. And so in college, I, I, I was focused like my family, you know, it's a typical like brown people kind of mentality. Like you got to do well, you got to do good in school, you got to do good and get a good job. and all. So that's what kind of occupied my mind up until I graduated college. But I knew it was like once I graduate, I want to focus more on giving back and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that came when I got that job at J.P. Morgan I was talking about. For me, that was like the at the time I was like, this is the job I wanted. And this is like my quote unquote, like happy, like dream job. So when I got in, I was like, okay, this is this is just a job now, right? Now I need to figure out what am I, what do I really live for? Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, like I've started going to the mosque more. Like I used to go, but I started meeting more people there, okay. and I started wanting to be more involved. And you guys had, you know, Brother Murad, right? Last, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a few weeks ago, he's like older brother to me, and he opened up a lot of doors for me as well, right? So in in college and stuff, and even after college, I used to just go to the, you know, the food pantry down the road and help out Ikna Relief. But I wanted to be more involved, and he kind of helped with that a lot. Okay, good. Because, um, you know, he was a youth director, you know, new to the, the community there, trying to do a lot of stuff. And so he was kind of bringing in, like, the youth mentality, like helping out the youth and stuff like that, and he started some of those programs there. And I like teaching. I actually worked as a, a mentor at UT Dallas, uh, like where you teach other people that are going through your computer science courses and mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. um, how to do them. Like how to like you'd help them out basically like tutor them right so it's like a tutor position in the school, and I always like teaching so I saw this as an opportunity was like these kids, I've pretty much gone through what they're gonna go through, and I want to be relatable to them and I feel like I can be pretty easily, more than a lot of other people in the community could just because they're older or they had a different. I grew up here. I'm born and raised here. Yeah, correct, you know yeah. my like I wanted to play football. I would go to the gym. Like I played video games. You know. I, I spoke the language they did. Quite. Now, granted, I'm, I don't have social media, so maybe I can't relate on some of that <laughs> front. But still, you know? like Yeah, compared to someone that grew up overseas or back home, yeah, the exactly. relatability is completely different. So that's an opportunity, man. That's an opportunity to make an impact, Correct. right? So that's how it kind of started. And he had some things that he wanted to start. Like at, on Friday nights, you know, we have what's called a third year program. You got yeah, hundreds yeah, yeah. of kids come out. Like you sit there for an hour or two, talk with them mess around with them a little bit, teach them a thing or two, and then go take them and play some sports and eat a snack. That's all it takes, okay. that simple yeah. formula, right? Mm. Helps them establish who they are as, as a Muslim in this world, in this um, Western society, right? Where is their place here? They're it's probably, probably, they're yeah, they're probably, exactly. They probably get pretty confused, right, on what they can't do and they can't do. And uh, I mean, yeah, like even people my age did. Yeah. Like I have some close friends who I know are good people. And they didn't even realize how bad it is, like, like in our religion, like adultery and stuff. Yeah. You know, they're just like, bro, I'm surrounded by it. Like, everybody smokes. Everybody does drugs. Clearly. And they're good kids. Like, they would go to the mosque and pray and stuff. They just didn't realize, like, that right from wrong, like that, as, like, what our responsibilities are as a Muslim. Right? So, the goal is to make sure that good kids understand what it means to be Muslim so they don't make those kinds of mistakes. You know what I mean? Not only that, like, they're going to represent us one day and they're going to have to do the same thing for other kids. Correct. So it's you got to make sure harder. they got it. The world we're living in, it's only getting harder. Exactly. It's only getting harder. Exactly. No doubt about it. Like, even now, like, I'm, what, 26? I'm about to be 27. These kids are probably, you know, some of them maybe the oldest, like 15, 16. It's a difference. 10-year difference. Completely it's already different. a huge difference, yeah. man. It is, yeah. And I feel like from them to the next generation is going to be a bigger jump than even between me and them. Correct. You know? So... Even I'm doing the best that I can, but that high schooler that just graduated might even, 
you know, have a better shot moving forward. So kind of that mentorship came from that, like making sure that these kids know what their identity is as a Muslim. Because I'm very grateful for my identity. And I want all these other people to be very grateful for it too. Because I know how much good it's done for me. Okay. You know? Yeah. And I want them to see how much good it can do for them. Right? Like, it's not like it's holding them back. It's not like it's a burden. It's more like the opposite. It's f- so freeing from the rest of the things that society is stuck with. You know? And it might take a level of understanding to get to that point. But my goal is to try to bridge that gap between them and that level of understanding. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where the mentorship came into play. Um, and trying to stay as active as possible because, like I said, I I, I was pretty fortunate. So I got to make sure that I have something to show when I stand before God that, look, I, I did something with all the blessings you gave me. It wasn't just, I didn't take it for granted. You know, I, I tried to spend my time for your sake and your sake only in everything that I did. Oh, alhamdulillah, man. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. I like that. So do you live by that? That is your... That's my goal. That's your That's why. That's your goal. That's it, your why. That's my why. Like, and I love it. Everything yeah. I do, like, you got to think, like, is, is it for him? Because if it's not for him, then it's worthless. It is. Yeah. You know? It's all about intention. Yeah, it's all about intention. And that's why, and, and the coolest part is about religion is everything can be for him too. You know? Like, not just the praying, not just the, you know, the reading and all the, even, like, work can be for him. Of right? course. Right? And, and course. staying healthy can be for him. And eating good food can be for him. Right? Um, and spending time with friends, playing sports, you know, even watching a show with the like all these things. It's such a mercy on us that all the things that we can do, even for comfort or for our own happiness and for our own success, it can all be for him too. Can yeah, you know, like you work so that your wife, you know, you got food to bring home to the table. You have a comfortable level. You can give, you know, f- for the sake of God, you can help the less fortunate. Right, so we need more people that work hard that are ha- at a level of success in order to do that. You guys like know that very well. You guys, you know, I look up to you guys for that. It's a great example, right? But even the other things, like sometimes you gotta take a step back and, you know, play some sports, stay active, clear your mind, right, so that you can do more good later on. Everything you do with the right mindset is for him, and if it's not for him, then for me at least, I feel like it's a waste of time, and and I I kind of, I have to keep checking myself and making sure that that's why I do things. You know what I mean? We need to play some pickleball now, Yusuf. Uh, you tell me, man. I'm back <laughs> now, man. I'm back in town, so I'm ready to run it. We kept trying, and then it would get colder. It would rain, or you guys would leave town. It wasn't meant to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. It, it just <laughs> never worked out. Maybe we'll try to organize a game this week or so. I'm down. Let's do it tomorrow, mm, man. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it. Shura member, Alan Masjid. Yeah. What made you run? Sure. What made me run? So, what was the mindset there? So the mindset is, so like I, I, I enjoy like the, the things that I was doing, right? Like mm-hmm. to help out in the community and stuff. But like, man, I was going to Irving to deal with some, like to teach some kids. Sunday school was so tough because it's like Sunday, like middle of the day is gone now. My Like it had an impact on me, the, my relationship between me and my wife because she wants to spend her weekends with me too, you know? um, You know, going to Epic, you know, on Fridays, like going all over the place. So I was like... When when somebody offered to nominate me, I didn't jump on. I didn't. I was like, "This is not for me to jump on." But if he wants to nominate me, then I'll I'll, I'll take it. And if this is something good for me, then it'll work out. But I saw it as an opportunity to maybe consolidate to home. Okay. Yes. Three yes, to yes, five yes. minutes from home. This is where I'm doing all the stuff. You know what I mean? And my goal is like they have offices there and stuff. I could probably just work from out of there and help out here and there and and, and things of that nature, right? 
not only that, man, there's like being born and raised here and going to a private school and seeing how other massages are run, right? All these things, they're all run by people who weren't born and raised here. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. They, and they all did amazing work because they came here, they established things. Like, what if I, I haven't established as so much that these guys did. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. My, my parents and my grandparents and my uncles, they all established these things. It's amazing, right? But now when it comes to running things in a professional manner, right? I think it's not, it's not even just about the professional manner. It's about like, uh, to your point earlier, now it's a new generation coming up and we have to connect to the, w- with right. them. And things run things. This is different times now. You have to evolve. You have to evolve yeah. with the times. You, you have to evolve. With have the to evolve. So I think it's crucial for. I'm like I'm so glad that you are on there now because that's uh, that's what we need. Like genuinely, that's what. Like bring new needs. blood into the community. We need this uh, brings people that actually people speak uh, the English that needs to be spoken. Yeah, you know? I mean, I'll be honest. Yeah. I like talking on a mic. So if if the least <laughs> I do is give announcements in clear English, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? No, but look, important. like um, I'm gonna need y'all's help 100. percent Right, got you. Uh, and all your experience and knowledge too. But when it comes down to it, um, you know, like doing things professionally, and then not only that, like there's a lot of things that we could be doing as a community, but we choose to be kind of in our own bubble. Um, and the masjid is its own bubble too. And yeah. so one of the biggest things that I saw is like people my age they don't go to the masjid, and they probably have the most excuses not to because they're starting their families. They're building their careers. They're starting to learn how to, like, take on responsibilities as an adult. Like, you just graduated college, you know. These are all new responsibilities, right? New jobs, all these things, right? But they're also, like, the the flag bearers of our community then, right? Because they're Mm -hmm. the ones representing us. They're the ones that have the most knowledge and experience when it comes to working in this society, right? And all the problems they're going to have are the same problems anybody else would have. Mm. They're just facing it now, head on. It's the most important thing to them. Like raising a child in this society, they're the ones that are hitting it first because they're just having their kids now and figuring this out, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Investments. Any age needs help with investments and finances, but they're the ones starting families and have the most financial responsibility now, right? Mm -hmm. This 23 to like, I say 23 to 33 age range, right? But everybody can benefit from like financial support and things of that nature, right? Um, And then they're the ones that are representing us to their coworkers and colleagues and people that aren't Muslim out in the world. So like, Dawah and, and, and like representing our religion and making the mosque a comfortable place for them to bring these kinds of people. Like they're the ones facing that problem, but the whole society, like the whole Muslim community Everyone benefits is. from that. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So like a big goal that I have is making at least the Allen Masjid. And, and I think I'm fairly grateful that Allen, I feel like is, is, is more accepting than a lot of other communities and it's more family oriented than a lot yeah. of other communities. But making that a, a safe haven for people my age to come, right? Like, um, a great example is, of course, like we talked about Qalam and, and things like that. Like mm-hmm. they did a good job of making it. But now let's make another mosque that, you Correct. know, like I agree. where <clears throat> they have programs that cater towards this age range because that solves the rest of the community's problems, too. Correct. And, and then, of course, what's going on politically, you know, we don't have to. But it's about time that we as a community represented ourselves as a voice. hundred percent. You know, and I think people are starting to do that. You see city council meetings and stuff picking up and then be more involved. Alan had some mental health tragedies, major, right? Major, big ones. Two major, big, big ones, ones right? Yeah. Two, you know, like those murder suicides. I I think it's not a coincidence that ha- it happened twice in in our community, and I think it's time we take a more proactive approach instead of a reactive approach. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I fully I'm agree with you. Right. Yeah. So these are like the goals, like the things that I would try to look at. 
Now, obviously, I'm not in yet, so I don't know. Like, maybe the the general mosque admin responsibilities might take up majority of my time, right? We're still trying to figure out if there's a knowledge transfer or something <laughs> like that. We're just talking. but if I have the the platform, like I see this as a platform yeah. or an opportunity, inshallah, to maybe do that at least in that community. Inshallah, mm-hmm. inshallah. Um, no, but I think we proud of you, man. Proud of you for making it. You, for at this young age, you've accomplished so much, and uh, it's just a blessing just to know you. Yusuf and uh, Allah give you barakah in mm. your future endeavors and, amen, amen. and make the path easy for you amen. going amen, forward amen, amen. it won't end here now it should remember now you have to go next is Amir then you can go city Aish. council Aish. and you can go mayor oh my goodness <laughs> you got oh our vote goodness. you, you got our vote no, no, but yeah, we, we're backing you up with whatever however we can help and uh, I know we we chat all the time, so I need you to keep me accountable and coming to the masjid. Yeah, I want to see you there, <laughs> you man. Keep me accountable. You know what? They they play pickleball there too. Maybe we can uh, steal one of the we uncles' like uh, courts <laughs> and just play ourselves, man. <laughs> I spoke to a buddy of mine this weekend. He said his father is into the pickleball in Allen Masjid. Oh, Apparently, it's, on that yeah, it's huge. Man. It's huge and it's quite competitive and yeah, it's quite epic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you see them, that. man. After Fajr, man, they just go at it, man. How many courts are there? So they it's the basketball one basketball court. court is two pickleball courts. Two pickleball courts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, do, like, they split it in half, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they split it in half. half right. so, but I'm sure we could pull up and, you know. And do something. Make some moves, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, but you're right. Because you, uh, even amongst us, we need to be more involved on that side as well. So yeah. inshallah, I'll, that's I'll, I'll uh, pull you all in, man. You got rope we could use some help, man. <laughs> Definitely. However we can help, man, inshallah. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys, man. Look, you... I'm a product of the people around me that support me, you know what I mean? So... You guys honor me, and, and it means a lot to get to know you guys and uh, to learn from you guys. And I look up to you guys like a lot, man. So no, I appreciate yeah, no, that, we, man. We yourself. also we learn yeah. from you as well, bro. We, it's we, uh, I think every day is, is is something new for us. It's it's learning. It's it's having the ability and also allowing yourself to learn from other people. You know, we don't know everything. You can't say oh, yeah, I'm a person that knows everything. Oh, I'm so successful. No, that. Yeah. no there's always someone that was more successful than you than you there's always someone that knows more than you it's uh, coming from a smaller country like South Africa with 50 million people and then you come to a much larger com- country the US where it's like 50 smaller countries all in one and it's like 7 times right. the population you're literally a guppy you're a small <laughs> fish in a big ocean big here ocean. and uh, and what you think your achievements and your uh what you have done in your life, there's always someone that has done better or more. But it but it gives you inspiration to to push on and to yeah. achieve more and to g- grasp more education and so on. So yeah. I'm trying to get to y'all's level first, man. No, no I no, think no, I no. think I think you are on a few levels uh, above us. I don't know about that, man. man. You're trying to get there. Any we, any uh, parting words of wisdom for the people? Words of wisdom? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you're the spy here, Anything, man. anything. Um, a takeaway quote. A takeaway quote? Can you just do a shout-out if you want? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got to shout my wife because I know she's going to watch. She's be like, oh, you didn't CEO, shout my wife. The CEO. The CEO of Cozy Cloud Technology. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, uh, if I had to say something that I tried to live by, it's that life's about balance. And you got to yeah. figure out what things you want to balance. Um, and I know for certain people, it might be two, three, or four things. I think for me, there's like five to six things I try to balance. And it's it's not easy because it's that. But if I had to name them, 
it's obviously my relationship with God, right? Um, obviously my career to some extent, and obviously my health. I feel everybody shares these three, but you can't forget about family, of course. Everybody shares that one as well. And then after that, it's like community, right? Making sure that you, you're involved in making an impact, and that can include time you spend with your friends and helping them out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly for me is like growing, like building my knowledge, right? Both from a religious perspective and even like I'm guilty of not focusing on my non-religious perspective that much, but even from that perspective, like business and things like that, like growing my knowledge, right? So these six things I try to balance. And so whenever I make a decision, it's it's like constantly reprioritizing these things. Like God, God and family will always be up top, right? But the other things like right now it might be the best thing I can do is instead of, you know, going to the gym, let me, you know, meet with this guy and help him out, right? But other times it might be like, nah, like I got to go to the gym because I got to take care of my body, right? And other times it might be like, no, like, uh, let me get some sleep instead of staying up and, and learning, mm-hmm. you know? So you're constantly making decisions between these six things, like what is your priority at the moment? And that's where I, I feel like, that. like as a religious person, like God helps you make those decisions. Like God guides you to, at that moment, what is the thing that should be the priority, right? Like sometimes sitting on the couch and watching TV with my wife might be the best thing I can do, right? And mm-hmm. I won't go to the gym that day and I won't, you know, read Quran and I won't like study at all. And I might not even help my friend who needs to move that day. Right? Yeah. Because your wife but takes in that priority. moment, that's Because in that moment, that yeah. her time with her was a priority. But that's other times that sure. might not be the case, right? Other times my friend moving, like helping him out might be the best thing I can do with my time. Right? And so all you can do is hope that you have some guidance to making the best decision at that moment. But what you've just outlined, I think, for our viewers, which, really which, which is brilliant. I, I love the way you did it is in the mental health and uh, addiction world, what you've just named is your hierarchy of values. So by sticking to these hierarchy of values, uh, it constantly keeps yourself accountable to yourself and in check. And motivated. And motivated. That, no, this takes priority over this and this takes... Whilst in mental health and addiction, um, it's either the thing you're addicted to is always... Top of the list and the next ten things below it, or whether you're depressed or you have anxiety or you have whatever, it's whatever your fears are. What's making you that way becomes your hierarchy of values. But if you are steadfast to your own hierarchy, God, career, family, food, society, Health, whatever, whatever right. and you focus only on those those values. Then it keeps you in 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 this line check, yeah. where you you d- will not deviate. Hopefully, you don't have time to. Yeah, you don't have time. Else. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that's I'll amazing, I'll Yusuf. Say. It's been fabulous having you on today. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for coming by. When once uh, once uh, your uh, uh, tenure on the board starts, then we'll have to have you back to get a you know, get a follow <laughs> <Shura> up. <laughs> 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 to get a follow I up. have some bags down here. <laughs> 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 Ten years older. <laughs> <laughs> Some gray hairs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for coming on, bro. No, really, I appreciate really appreciate it, it, man. Thank you. Thanks for watching today's episode of It's Go Time. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and leave comments uh, on all of our channels. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube, and don't forget our Instagram and Facebook pages as well.